Bananas. 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 <laughs> yes, thank you. podcast is fortified with what the world wants, what the world deserves. This is episode 54 of Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, and one of my favorite older browser flash games is a blob hunting game called Amorphous Plus. Oh, well, my name is Frank Spaldi, and the best flash game of all time is that ad where you had to shock the monkey to win a free iPod. Oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah. I, I prefer the gnome. But uh, go for it. But Shock the Monkey is a musical reference, Jeff. It, it is. My name is Tim Rogers, and I, I sort of... Uh, it, it sort of offends me that Frank is uh, basically uh, writing off Flash games, because I think lots of them are cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a whole lot of Flash games are really... Hey, I, I wasn't writing them off. It was just the first thing that came to mind, and I Joking. thought it funny and I guess well, that was the first thing that came to my mind was that you're writing off flash games <laughs> well, it's just people who make flash games that they're losers basically. they're all basically derivatives of shock the, the best flash game ever is obviously farmville too so. yeah. there you go I, I said older browser flash game but there you go yeah older browser flash game he did say that there's a lot of new ones and old styles so whatever what was uh, actually Brandon might answer this one so I'll let him answer uh, actually, I'm having a really... Oh, wait, no. I know. Um, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and my favorite older browser Flash game is called Nanaka Crash, and it's, uh, it's a, an, like an endless bouncing game where you you hit the guy with a bicycle, and then he bounces, and schoolgirls punch him some more, and then he goes. That game's super fun. Yeah, actually, I'm going to change my answer. My favorite one is uh, the ragdoll one, where you just drop a ragdoll down. Endless bubbles. <laughs> oh yes, I played that one. Yeah. No, actually, the best one is obviously Quop. So that's. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Corp. That's, but that's not older. It's what was old enough? I guess. What was that black and white one that was kind of like um, I want to be the guy, and that it was intentionally kind of impossible, and as a platformer, and like you go oh, yeah. into a room and a giant guile would kick you. And... Yes, I do forget what that's called, I think that but was, I, do, I, I know what you're talking about. Right. That was that Japanese one. Yeah, listeners, I think I, I think I saw that on insercredit.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. listen, listeners, Jinse Owata. Uh, yeah, that's it, Jinse Owata. Yeah, there I you know go. my stuff. I've played a lot of these games. Wow, you should be that's on. That's vid- why I was so offended. You should. Frank was, <laughs> you should be on a video <laughs> game podcast. Tim. Writing them all off. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's have a video game podcast. Brandon, I don't care. Brandon, by popular vote, you won last week's show. Actually, you, did he win? Yes, he won. Because some guy said Brandon's probably wins, but I would rather play Tim's. So that was one vote. Yeah, that's what that one was, vote. Said, I thought yeah. that was the only vote that I was able to see. Ah, uh, yes, that you were. That able sounds to see. like a draw <laughs> to me. Brandon, would you like you, to ask the first question? Yes. 
Tim, do you really want to ask the first question? Why would why would Brandon's have won? Because he was saying something that was. Would the Pokemon company have listened to that? They're Japanese. They don't have Skylanders in Japan. They don't even know what Skylanders is. You would have needed way more than an elevator. You would have need uh, needed like an hours long pitch in order Man, to it's, win. Tim, it's it's really too bad that you weren't involved in the voting process, re whether your idea or mine was better. Because I then am you involved in the voting the process side. right now. Uh-huh. This is right. my vote right now. Okay. So well, shall so I not ask a question? Is that go ahead actually? and ask the question. I'm just saying that you probably lost. <laughs> actually, if that's Tim's vote, then you're tied. Yeah. Nice. Well, what's your vote, Brandon? <clears throat> My vote is I have a question ready to ask, and just I'll do it. do it or not. Go just for it. Just do it. It's not really a vote, per se, but okay. You so didn't um, recently when I was in Atlanta, I, uh, I needed to show the um, insert credit reader and fun times person Nick Splendor uh, the movie Conan. Uh, so I bought it, and I also bought all these movies. I bought five movies at the same time, which include uh, First Blood, Rambo, Predator, Conan, and Deliverance. Um, and I had the realization that I, I I'm not 100% sure about First Blood. I kind of don't remember, but I believe all of them have a bow and arrow in them. Um, and so. First Blood does not have a bow and arrow in it. First Blood does not. First Blood Part 2. Yeah, okay. I I thought that might have been the case. Anyway, I want to know what is your favorite implementation of a bow and arrow in a video game thus far? A lot of people this year, there was a thing on Kotaku where they were saying that the the new Tomb Raider has a good one, and I checked it out, and it's it's not actually that good. The the Last of Us one is really good because it's like a long-distance stealth kill, but you can't always pick up your arrows, so that's stupid. I don't understand why that is. Uh, but so, so definitely the best one is The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah, I was going to mm. say Zelda is a pretty good one. I was specifically going to say, and and maybe I just have better memories of this than it actually is, but the I really like the bow and arrow in Twilight Princess on the Wii, um, but... I might have just been seduced by the Wii being new and like, oh, I'm pointing at my screen and stuff's happening, but I really kind of enjoyed the way it vibrated as you pulled back, and uh, when, you la- when, you, when you shot the arrow, it would kind of thwip in your uh, remote first, and then like the sound would kind of sound like it went from your hand to the TV, and it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, as uh, if the topic was uh, best thing that thwips in your hand, but... Mm-hmm. But but the bow and arrow itself was just a Zelda bow and arrow, and the the physics were as flaky and ropey, and it's just, you know, here it is. There's an arrow in the air, kind of, and it's just like a point-and-shoot. But uh, that Zelda Link to the Past, man, it had feeling to it. Hold that button down, hold it down, and then it moves. It's kind of like a Space Invaders bullet. So there's, when you're trying to hit something with it, there's there's like a feeling, and then it hits the wall, and it, it wiggles in the wall. Mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome. That's my favorite bow and arrow. I don't have a really good answer. I, um, Zelda was the best one I could think of. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a great answer to my own question. Um, I feel like there. I feel like I remember a game where I enjoyed firing from horseback, but now I can't recall what that would have been. I kind of liked the. Uh, the feeling of the crossbow um, 
in Berserk Ooh, on uh, Dreamcast. That was Mounted, a good crossbow. Yeah. Mountain Blade Warband has some great uh, horseback archery. In oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Mountain true. Blade is good. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I guess my answer will have to be for my personal favorite, uh, Berserk, even though I'm, I'm ruining my own question because it's not quite a bow and arrow, but there's a crossbow is a kind of a bow. It's a crossed and bow a and arrow. It's a kind of an arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, with that one, that one was nice because you, uh, it, 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 it gave, it provided a break from the very specific actions of your sword, where you were in these narrow corridors and you had to figure out how to slice, uh, you know, properly without um, blocking your shot, getting your shot blocked by by things because you had this giant sword. And then kind of contrary to, um, you know, popular game mechanics, the thing that was more of a spray slash easy, easy shot was the, the, bow and, the bow and arrow device, the, the crossbow. And the thing that, that was a more specific attack was the sword, which is usually just a generic slash area. I like that. What, in Berserk? In Berserk, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call it generic. Uh, I think the sword in Berserk is really fun. No, uh, I get, didn't. Getting say back that. to uh, so, Mountain Blade, uh, we agree. Uh, one of my favorite features about archery in that game is uh, after you make a shot, it gives you a sort of numeric rating of uh, one to ten on how impressive that shot was, considering the distance and angle. And if you're really good, you can go above ten. And when that happens, you feel like a real champion. That's how I like to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mountain uh, Blade's pretty cool. With... Most of the time, I feel like a fake champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fake champions suck. They do. They're the worst. <laughs> so you have a really sucky feeling all the time. Yeah, it's a bad feeling that I have. I'm sorry. How would you like to go on to the next topic at this point? It's fine with me. Let's do it. Get on there. In the wake of Fez 2's official cancellation, what tips can you give aspiring jerks to irritate game makers to their breaking point? Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, man. Oh, I man. don't know if we need to give them any tips. I think they've all got it. Yeah, they've got it, but I think I think I one know, that's good is asking people the same question over and over again or harassing them about the same precise point but in subtly different ways. Mm-hmm. I think all of the video game developers who are not insane uh, are, are not going to go insane. Like, I don't think there's anything you could do to make Jonathan Blow quit making video games. That guy's nah. just... He's just so chill. He probably gets five, six hundred emails a day from people being like, I hate you, I wish you were dead, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. He yeah, probably he responds just... to him, though? I mean, I sent him like a hundred a day saying that he should be dead. No, I'm just kidding. Right. But, uh... I don't think he responds to them, now. I don't think he responds to any of, of his emails, no. Dude drives a, drives a Tesla. He's probably, uh... He's probably feeling okay. He bought that Tesla according to that article that was in the... Was it the New Yorker? There, he, he got his million dollars from Braid, and then he immediately bought a Tesla. It's like, yeah. that's a cool thing to buy, I guess. Yeah. But Does the Tesla, I, like, read you the emails? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a... That would like, kill the battery in, in less than 40 miles. In the Tesla, yeah. That's what that it's would like do. that m- movie, TV show with Hasselhoff. Man, Night... Night Rider. Rider. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Why well, couldn't I remember what that was called? Night, Night Ritter Newswire, yeah. <laughs> like, Ritter all I could think of yeah. was Night Boat was from The Simpsons. Yeah. God darn it. Night Boat's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
Oh, uh, but I, I think they can do uh, what Tim has experienced over and over, which is consistently ask if your game is coming to a different platform. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, like uh, the... Especially if it already has. That's the best. Like, yeah. Ask, ask when Fez is coming to the Xbox 360 or, or to Steam because Steam was second and it did come to Steam. Yeah, so, uh, so just keep asking about that. Yeah, yeah that would be pretty good. I, I get asked about Ziggurat coming to Android uh, every day, and uh, we formally announced the Android version like two weeks ago, and nobody noticed. So it's like we had not ever formally announced it. So one thing you can do is uh, announce something, just ask questions about something that is already supposedly common knowledge to indicate that you uh, you don't uh, you, you don't pay attention to the person and that makes them feel pretty worthless I would say That's yeah. well, at any rate it's nice that people care enough about your game that yeah. they want to play it on their device so even well, that's, if they don't listen true, to what you say but, but the thing is they, you know there's there's the common knowledge out there, it's just that's kind of infuriating to keep getting uh, asked questions, even if it's a joke. So it's like ninety percent of the time it might actually be a joke, right? But it's just like if I don't know you, I I don't want you to make that kind of joke to me. Yeah, you know, you know? I think a a really good one would be to you know research the developer. And before asking then, the question. Well, no, no. What? Yes. You, That's I mean, to we're, not. We're, yeah. No, we're talking. We're talking about infuriating people. So you research the the developer before asking the question, and then you uh, make claims that are just slightly untrue. Uh, <laughs> that basically almost forces them to respond because you you like the thing that you're mad about is 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 that they're mad about is, is wrong for a very stupid uh, reason that requires five seconds of Googling, but which has, been, which has already been done, but has, has been... Um, well, uh, uh, you're masterminding here. You're not... I mean, there, there's no... There's no accidental infuriation there. There's no... You know, well, I don't think this is supposed to be an accident. This right, is, this right, is right. like advice for future trolls. Yeah. Like, how do, you, how do you drive developers insane? Right. So, really good one. You know, uh, like so, so going going to Cliffy B and saying, you know, Jazz Dra Jackrabbit was a terrible game for a 26 year old to make, and you know he made that game when he was 19. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> like that. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Like just just to omit one well researched fact. Yes. Yeah. You get you you just you're just like this game sucks. I can't believe. You were 26 years old when you made this game. <laughs> yeah, like just state abject lies at a fact. At yes. A fact. Like it's that uh, familiar tone thing, like that Tim was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. That uh, these guys I've uh, never spoken to before uh, are just assuming they can make jokes with me, like we're friends. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I, I, I'm pretty good at tolerating jokes pretty soon. After meeting a person, but when somebody's first correspondence with me is to just 
uh, be a jerk and like make the sort of joke that they think they've heard me make. I just I don't like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I'm, I'm pretty I've sure lots seen... of people don't like that. I'm pretty pretty sure that's like a thing that people who lead somewhat public lives do not appreciate. It's like encountering the fan fiction version of yourself. It yeah. is. It is really weird to you know. No offense to insert credit viewers slash listeners slash readers, but uh, it's weird to meet people for the first time that have watched that have have interacted with insert credit for a long time and hear them talking in a trying to be cooler way, which does happen sometimes, like like ex- trying extra hard to impress somehow and I think yeah. that could be infuriating too. It happens sometimes with some of some of the kids. Of course nobody that's listening right now because you're no, of course extremely not, of course not. intelligent, no. enhancing right. and attractive. Of course. Uh, I think that brings us uh, right to our next topic, which is apropos of nothing. Uh, design an open world sandbox game based on the golden age of cartoons. Mm. Oh man. Oh. Uh, well I would like it to look like those uh, Fleischer cartoons. Oh, um, you want him to you want him to do the uh, the roto thing? Yeah, I think the yeah. the the. I can never remember the name of that technique. The 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 stuff that they that Fleischer did for Superman, just like these really stark angles and characters really popping from the background. I think you could probably approximate that in 3D, and I think that would be a a cool general. Look for it. So I I would start there. So we're we're saying open world, so probably 3D, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Which automatically is like uh oh, because you know the, right. the the appeal of Golden Age cartoons was the flat drawings. Yeah, 3D um, is the worst dimension. Uh, you could it's make the a, worst dimension. You could make an open world 2D game. It's been done before. Okay, so it can be like a Metroid sort of game, I guess. Or, a, uh, or like a Zelda, or yeah. Yeah, or, or Terraria. Terraria. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I would go because it's it's hard to like nail one aesthetic that's that's all of the Golden Age cartoons. So I would make it more of the musical black and white cartoons. I'd make it more of a Steamboat Willie world, and um, it would involve squeezing a lot of animals to make music sounds. And that's as far as I've gotten. I see. But that's that's not... Wait, did you say Golden Age of Superheroes? Uh, no, yeah. I said Golden no. Age of Cartoons. Cartoons. Oh, of Cartoons. I yeah. I messed that one up there. Yeah, it's okay. Cartoons, yeah. Which so we're, ta- we're talking about... are the Golden Age of Cartoons? Like, yeah, see, that, that's hard, because I think, like, the 40s is my Golden Age of Cartoons, but... Who's your Golden Age of Cartoons character? Like, Felix? Like, who would you play as in the game? I I was uh, thinking no. like Popeye and Betty Boop era. Okay, so yeah. black and white like Fleischer, yeah. So okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would go black and white. By the way. That's yeah, exactly. that's what I had in mind. Um, Except for bl- uh, uh, red blood, of course. Right. <laughs> you have to be <laughs> shooting characters people. Murder each other and they shoot yeah, each yeah. other in the face with shotguns. Oh, yeah. Is this supposed to be an online game? Um, it can, can be, be, or I don't want it to be an online game. Okay. I want it to be like Grand Theft Auto with cartoon characters. Sure. I would just There's, make yeah, Supreme the Roger should... Rabbit the video game. Yeah, I was going to say the, the vehicles, much like Roger Rabbit and a lot of the Golden Age cartoons, should be their own characters also. They should Yeah. They should have eyes. Um, I don't know what your, your goal is. Um, I, you know, there, there actually was a, an open world 
uh, classic cartoon-inspired game that that I wanted to play that got canceled that was called Crank the Weasel. You guys have probably heard me talk about this before. Yeah, not and on this show. The, uh, the goal of Crank the Weasel was to um, find elaborate ways of robbing other, like, Tex Avery-looking cartoon characters of their money so that you could uh, take a boat to Pleasure Island and retire. Is that a real and thing? It was. Um, and it had weird things, like there was a button dedicated to slapping people on the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there's weird little touches, like your invincibility power-up was rabies, and, and it played the uh, the Benny Hill theme song as you ran yeah. around with rabies, which I thought was kind of, pretty, kind of funny. Yeah, yakety sex. Thank you. Uh, would you um, get paralyzed in place if an attractive woman showed up because your eyes were bugging out? <laughs> before? That's pretty good. I don't think so. That's kind of um, like inverse stealth almost. It's like if you see them, then you're paralyzed. Yeah. Um. Oh, I have a I have a really quick Ooh. aside. We, we okay. can we can get back. But like, uh, I once when I was coming off the train. Uh, there, you know, there, there are buskers out there sometimes, and it was rush hour, and the guy was playing guitar, and he was playing an acoustic guitar version of Yakety Sax uh, nice. as everybody was flooding out of the, the train <laughs> gates, and I was like, this is appropriate. Man. That's um, pretty good. That would it, have to be in the game. It yeah. was definitely good. I th- when I think Golden Age cartoon aesthetic, it's either black and white like Fleischer, Betty Boop, Coco the Clown. You know, mm-hmm. Popeye stuff, or, or it's Tex Avery, like, right. you know, like, like what, what, what inspired the mask, right? Like, I, don't, I, I think of Tex Avery is more like the Silver Age of cartoons. Interesting. Let's just say that the the game is about Felix the Cat because he's public okay. domain. Totally, yeah. yeah. We we can have Felix and the Cat. It's about Felix the Cat trying to kill. Uh, it's like in a Who Framed Roger Rabbit tune world when we just make up our own Golden Age cartoon character cartoon characters and then use all the public domain ones. And yeah. Felix the Cat is trying to kill all the humans. Oh, he's way, like in the Grand real world? Daughter. Yeah, and he's trying to kill okay. the humans. Other cartoon characters we can use, we've got Bosco. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Bosco. We've got Buddy. Uh, I, I think like we Buddy. have Coco the Clown, as previously mentioned. You know, it, it would be really... Clown. I would really like uh, to what have... What about Bimbo? A bit of the... Oh, yeah, we got Bimbo, for sure, yeah. I would like to have a bit of the world that is all of those worst cartoons ever, and they <laughs> it's kind of like the bad part of town. Um, <laughs> oh, the bad part of town like is... Like Patty Pelican and stuff. Oh, the bad part of town should just be the cartoons where it's like a still image with a live-action human lips over them. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. 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 Like, those, those are bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Can, can um, uh, really speaking of public domain boss. characters, public domain cartoon characters put in there, uh, Gertie the Dinosaur. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Coco the Clown is good antagonist material. He could be. Maybe Huey's got to be your boss. He's he is public domain now. It's true. It's weird. Um, but Coco goes in and out of inkwells, so that that could be a good boss fight. Yeah. Oh man, I want to mm-hmm. play this. Yeah, I I'd, I'd play this game. <laughs> this turned out great. Uh, I'm sorry to move on to the next topic, but I think we should we've uh, run that inkwell dry. Uh, Bi- Bioshock Infinite is releasing DLC which will allow players to revisit the setting from the original Bioshock. Which what, video... really? Yes, really. Uh, Is that what which... they had to do, then, to make their money back? <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> which video game sequels demonstrate how to best revisit the settings from previous entries? Um, well, I, I don't know about best, but I can tell you the first one that rocketed into my brain uh, was the Super Nintendo 
version of Valis 4 uh, includes a level from Valis 3 in order to de differentiate itself from the PC Engine version of Valis 4, and you get to play as the Valis 4 characters in the Valis in a Valis 3 environment, which is kind of cool because <clears throat> Valis 4 characters have different jumping abilities than uh, Val in than in Valis 3, and so it kind of recontextualizes it a little bit. So it's not great. But I like the idea of of taking you know like powers that you had in a sequel and bringing them back to an earlier time. Like actually, uh, like putting Knuckles into mm -hmm. Sonic Two. Mm -hmm. You know that's a cool thing. It's like now you can climb up the walls. That's great. So Tim, you would know better than me. Was it Dragon Quest Three that had Dragon Quest One in it? Uh, yes. Well, Dragon Quest Three did have the whole world from Dragon Quest One as the uh, the second half of the game. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So it's like you get through the first half and then you get transported to an alternate dimension, which is Dragon Quest One. That's pretty. I thought cool. that was really cool. And yeah. then and then you realize that your character is the hero, the legendary hero spoken of in Dragon Quest One. Yeah, uh, I believe that Dragon Quest Two is the larger world which incorporates Dragon Quest One. Yeah, Dragon and, Quest and like you see, you see yes. the entire world of Dragon Quest One is like a shrunk down. Yes, map, right. Yes. Like, that's kind of cool, but not as cool as Three. Right. Yeah, I, I enjoy that particular thing. Uh, what blew everyone's collective minds in the schoolyard when I was a lad was uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, where uh, once you got to the halfway point of the game and you were supposedly beating the whole thing. You discover the whole country from the first game is there for you to play, but three years later, so everything's changed and everything's different now. And uh, for many people my age, that was the mind-blowing experience of the year. Yeah, that sounds direct. Cool. Was it you can take a train, or was it the boat? Was it a train or a boat? Um, it was a swimming Pokemon. Oh yeah, surfing. That, that takes you to the Pokemon One world. Yes. It was a Pokemon. Yeah, and later, there's a train that goes between the two. But we're um, get there by... Poke train. Yes. I think probably the, the real answer is uh, how in at the Molly Jam this year, um, <laughs> my, my Molly Jam game included all of Frank's Molly Jam game. Not exactly, but basically. His place within a subway, and uh, then we put that subway in our game, and you could just pick it up oh, and wow. throw it into the universe. Yeah, you could pick up my entire universe and throw it. You guys are building a Molly Jam cannon. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I don't yeah, have any other answers but Dragon Quest Three. I really like when games do that, and mm -hmm. I think uh, Sonic is a good one. That Knuckles add-on is a cool thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have, I have a question. Knuckles is dumb, though. Let's face it. I know. It's like playing a Sonic game. No, I know. I know. But it's it's fun. a neat... I like the idea of... The gesture, yeah. <clears throat> um, and I have a question. It d Has anyone hacked... done a, a hack of the Dragon Quest games where there are fewer battles that give you more experience points so that you can do more... Ha spend more time walking around the world and not as much time stopping in battles? Because I'm really curious to play those games. I've never really played Dragon Quest, but I, I also don't like getting stopped every six steps. So that you the should game play Dragon stopped. Quest V on the, uh, mm -hmm. on the DS. Yeah. Okay. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I know that exists for Earthbound, such a ROM hack. Uh, well, the first so... one. I don't know about the second one. But, but right. the thing is, uh, Tomato never figured out how to reduce the battle count 
what he did was put was just make a patch, and all it does is double the experience and the money you get each battle, and the game feels balanced by doing that, which is crazy. Like, it yeah. just was not a good game to begin with, I guess. It's just, yeah, so the thing about the Dragon Quest V for DS is uh, it has better, it has nicer math in it. Uh, yeah. You get, like, more money and experience for enemies. And the battle animations play, like, really fast. So the uh, battles go really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Tim taught me a secret when we were working on a game together um, that if something doesn't feel right in a game, uh, you should double one of the numbers, and if that doesn't work, you should cut one of the numbers in half. The original number. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, the big secret. Mm-hmm. Rather than being, like, if this thing's a five now, let's try a six. Don't try a six. Try a ten first. Yeah. Well, then, uh... uh if you, mm-hmm. if you take one thing out of this question, uh, maybe that should be it. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Okay. One year ago, listener Aaron Bogue asked us if he should buy a PlayStation Vita. We gave him a definite, not yet. Has that yes. answer changed? Oh, man. I would say mm, not <laughs> really. No. No, but there is good stuff coming out. And there's, there's good stuff that's already games. out, too. Yeah. But it's there's still not yet. East, that new East game, there's yeah. the Spelunky, if you like that. There's Thousand and One Spikes, which yep. is like a pretty cool game. Yep. Uh, there's a whole bunch of indie stuff. There's there's my two dumb games. Uh, they seem to have moved away from the strategy of fill this thing up with 3D... Uh, like an Uncharted game that you don't really want to play or yeah. uh, Madden that you don't really want or a Call of Duty that's pretty bad but looks sort of like Call of Duty. And they seem to have gone really heavy into curating independent or smaller games, the types of games that they want. So yeah. that's cool. It I don't is, know I think... if that was like, you know, let's not do that anymore so much as like, oh, no one's making anything. What do we do? Yeah. I think oh, it, well, it... No, that, that's what I mean. They've, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not putting it into all of those words, but yeah, I do mean those words. It doesn't yeah, I... like, I mean, the system has to sell in order for big budget. Big. I mean, all those AAA guys took a risk to make Madden for that dumb thing, right? They're like, yeah. it, we don't know if this is going to sell. So they put Madden on there, but they, you know, they, they, they made it. But nobody wanted it. So I agree. They're doing that indie stuff, which is cool. Uh, my two dumb games will be on there also. Um, but uh, I think so. I think that because it's got the indie stuff, and that seems to be what they're trying to push. It's got it's got two things. It's got indie stuff, <laughs> indie stuff, and it's got Japanese RPGs. And the next step is make it a hundred dollars less to buy the console, and then I will shift over from not yet to maybe now. It's also got PlayStation 1 games. Let's not forget that. Uh, That's actually kind of a cool thing. You can play any of the PlayStation 1 games. That's actually really great. Yeah, I was playing Alundra on there, and it was a fun time. Yeah, I've got Al Undra (laughs) on there. I've got got uh, Final Fantasy. Al Undra Jr.'s uh, Turbo Racing. You got Final Fantasy 7, you said? Yeah, you know it. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII's a good one to have on there, especially because you can plug mm-hmm. in some headphones, and uh, it's got really good music for headphones. 
very good music for headphones. And then uh, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on in that. Like uh, with those what? PS1 games, you can get weird ones, the weird Japanese ones that they've made available. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of them, uh, so that's cool. But if they start releasing, and I know they are releasing more of these, these indie games, you know, Dive Kick is coming out for that. However, that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an idea for a game that would sell Vitas, but I mean, how do you make that? without being afraid of it not selling Vitas. I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there with great ideas for Vita games, but it's like still a risk to make it. I'm hoping I can get every Vita owner in the world to buy my puzzle game, but maybe not. <laughs> that would be pretty tough. Because yeah, then I'd be able to pay my rent if I did. Yeah. That Does it have to be every Vita owner in order to pay your rent? Probably. Probably, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every every Vita owner owner is probably listening right now. So, uh, God, I hope they are. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll get all of our games, and then if we'll all be able to pay our rent. This has been useful, guys, because I finally got my Vita back from Christian Nutt, who borrowed it. Nice. Oh, yeah. get my game. I am gonna yeah. get your game. Get his game. Get get a. You could, the get only it. reason I don't have your game is because I'm too lazy to uh, get Update my the system software. Password. No, get my network password to get my. Uh, Oh, I got it. I got this USB key that has my network password on it. It's right over there, right? I have to, I have to go get that and put it in this computer in front of me to get that. Well, yeah, guys, Giant Bomb just tweeted my, uh, my trailer. So nope. maybe you'll get it. They also linked it on their website. They linked it right on the front page of their website. So I think you're all in, of dude. The, you're in. That's it. Yeah, you know, all of these people are buying it now. That I think every Vita owner in the world reads GiantBomb.com. That's probably true, except for me. I own a Vita and I don't read Giant Bomb. I bet there's like a small amount of Vita owners who bought it because they're like, "Yeah, it's a new thing. It's got it's got Madden on it." Heck yeah. it I, I'm awful. not really sure Giant Bomb users are all Madden heads. No, I'm not. I'm not talking no, about no, Giant he's, Bomb. He's saying, Vita, oh, other Vita owners. Yeah. Yeah. There might yeah. be beta owners who don't know anything about video games, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's possible, but I think it's it's kind of unlikely. But I guess that could have been who bought it in the very first month when it was like Uncharted and Resistance were the games on it. Maybe. Man, that Uncharted game, have you guys played it? No. The I Vita one? It. Yeah, it's really yeah, bad. There's so. no reason to ever play. There's no game. It's just, hey, do you like Uncharted? Come press some buttons. Yeah. It uh, uses all the playing features. It, it uses the tilt. It uses the it re- rear yeah. touch. Yep. The, the finger when wiggle, I, as I call it. When I was playing it, it, uh, <laughs> it got, yeah, the finger wiggle. It got um, the camera stuck behind one of the walls, and it was stuck there for like 30 minutes. And I was like, is this... Did they re- did they really lock my camera so that it will clip into everything and then I won't get to and I can see out of the world into the skybox? Is this really what they wanted? Apparently it was a bug, but like that was a retail copy of the game and I yeah. was just playing it normally and that's what happened. Oh, I just want to say something. Here's a comment from the ten by eight thread on the front page of giantbomb.com. I would pay three dollars for that just based on this awesome video. But I don't even know someone that may know someone that has a Vita. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> so if you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who has a Vita, show them this video. <laughs> Go yeah. to giantbomb.com and post a comment and say you'll be that guy's friend. I know a bunch of people who have Vitas because I bought them for them so they could develop video games with me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you get that's how you sell Vitas. Uh, is 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 you get someone to develop a game for it, and you need multiple people to own Vitas in order to to get that to happen. So I don't think there's any argument that it's a really cool piece of uh, piece of kit, right? Yeah. It's a neat little thing to nice have. Nice piece of plastic, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we we all seem to enjoy. Well, I haven't had the time to enjoy mine yet. I just got it a couple days ago, sort of. But uh, I think it's safe to say we all enjoy having one. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to recommend to someone we don't know very particularly. Oh, I yeah. want to say here's here's the final reason why we're still saying not yet. We are still saying not yet, right? Yes, we are. I have spent over 90 hours with mine, right? Because I've been testing this game and also I enjoy playing my own game, but the buttons wear out pretty quickly. Not pretty quickly, but they they've they wore out uh to a point where they make squeaky really loud squeaky sounds. Uh after about 50 hours. Hmm. That's pretty funny. That's well, not that much time for a portable system. No. It's a little bit too... A uh, uh, little bit too fast for me. Yeah. I, I, use, I use touch on my game, so that hasn't happened to me yet. Uh, well, that's touch. too bad for your game. So that's, a, so that's another not yet. Maybe we'll revisit the question next. It's a slightly stronger almost... Yeah, was before sooner, but not quite there. I'd say it's a much stronger, almost. Because right. at least now, as opposed to last time, we see some potential. There's some light at the end of this tunnel. I think uh, we uh, saw some potential last time. Uh, we didn't know about any of these games. We had no E3 or anything at that time. Right. Just through the capabilities of what the thing could do alone. So much stronger, I think, almost than last yes. time. Uh for couples who would be into this. What are some untapped ideas for marriage proposal ROM hacks? Oh, is this the new question? Yes. Yeah. Marriage proposal ROM hacks, huh? Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough question. Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse would be a good one. Yeah? I, I just said that because I looked up... I was looking around my room, and yeah. I found Splatterhouse. Um, so they can have Splatterhouse, they just have it, like... Uh, written in blood on the wall. Will you marry me? Marry me or I'll murder you. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, murder me with my married. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would... I would change uh, the, the boss from Sunset Riders who dies to instead of saying, bury me with my money, he would say, marry me with your money. Because you would want to be marrying somebody who has money. And also, the, the, the really obvious uh, marriage proposal rum hack is to take... Uh, okay, here's how I would do it. I would take the Super Nintendo game Seventh Saga, right? Yeah. And if the person beat all of the quests with all of the stuff and got all of the things and had all of the characters at the end of the game, then it would ask, it would have a marriage proposal on the the end screen. <laughs> but otherwise, no. That that is a an insane amount of work, uh, Kirk, and it's a very very difficult game. Yeah, Kirk Hamilton for uh, Kotaku recently. I know that guy. Yeah, he we've had him on the show before. I I, I remember that because I know mm -hmm. 
Uh, he recently wrote an entertaining article about uh, Hi, the, the ridiculousness of graffiti Hi, on walls in video games, like how people write things on those walls no one would ever actually write. Kirk so, Hamill, hi. hi. I think it hi, would Kirk. be great to uh, change the textures of all the graffiti. So uh, if your uh, girlfriend is Becky, all of them just say, Becky, will you marry me, over and over. If uh, That's if, gross. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. If you... Uh, if uh, all of you who played um, the Gizmondo game colored, uh, mm-hmm. colors, colored, colored, <laughs> co- colored, whoa, know that all of you played colors. Um, in colors, you could actually take a photo and have uh, that be your your graffiti that you spray. Yeah, uh, and that wouldn't even be a hack. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a hack. You could just you could put a marriage proposal in there, and then when when the significant other sprays it, it, it'd be like, oh my god. But I actually put, like, what what did I do? I was, uh, I took a freeze frame, a still from some pornography, and I had that as my spray tag, and it made me laugh every every single time that I did it. So, it was so juvenile. But I think that the best one <laughs> that has existed so far is probably Mike Micah's, because yeah. he his was not a hack. He he put his marriage proposal into the final version of Clax for Game Boy Color. It's like it shipped with with his marriage proposal inside of it, mm-hmm. and it took. Uh, he he kept hoping that his then girlfriend, now wife, would play it, and she yeah. didn't for like three yeah, years. <laughs> uh, and so he he basically had to force her to do it. He had to set it up so that she would. Nice. Get there, uh, and then I, like 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 the reaction from what I've heard was that she was you know happy at first, and then like it sunk in, and it, and like the release date sunk in. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, wait, you wanted to marry me three years ago? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah. actually had heard this story before via social media from Brandon, and uh, to show you how the sausage is made, I specifically asked this question. So you would tell that story on the podcast. Oh, so, sure. yeah. Way to play right into my hands. I, I presumed that. Yeah. So um, here's another easy one. I have, I have not played a Mario Kart since Mario Kart DS, so yeah. if, if this features in future versions of it, then you know, go ahead and correct me. But in Mario Kart DS, um, which had online play, you could customize your, uh, like your license plate or something as a decal. So what you could do is uh, draw a decal that says, Marry Me. In really like in like five pixels if you're really good, and then just drive in front of them really slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> until they notice. Yeah. Hope no one else who's playing sees it. But what if she's way or he, as the case may be, is way better at Mario Kart than you, and you can never get then don't marry. You. Yeah. <laughs> I I wonder if uh, how many marriage proposals have been done in Minecraft so far. Oh, that's probably a number in the double digits. Yeah. You can Google that, but maybe you don't want to. I don't think no. I do. I um, wouldn't encourage it. Uh, yeah. we, if we have any brave listeners, uh, don't tell us. Don't tell I us if you're brave. Okay, how about this one? This is the ultimate one. Yeah. Uh, Run hack Super Mario 64 so that when you get all 120 stars and you take the cannon to the top of the castle, instead of Yoshi, it's... <laughs> It's uh, the princess. No. Okay. No, wait. Instead of Yoshi, it's just... Instead of Yoshi, it's you. 
Like it should be yeah. you with the ring, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like sure, whoever but then it you looks are. Like you're proposing to Mario. Yeah, I know. That's what the hard part is. But then Mario, or no? How about the uh, whoever it is says Mario? Can you please tell so and so that I would like to get married? And then, and then, then you Mario... get Charles Martinet to. No, uh... no, you don't. You can't do that. This is a hack. So Mario then just turns to the camera and goes. Let's go, and then that's that's all he says to the oh, screen. Right. Oh, is, isn't is is there isn't there a heart iris close in effect? There in is. Mario yeah. The the game, there you yeah. go. Oh, you could man. you could do a lot of together. you could do a lot of fun stuff with Skyrim too. All those mods with like mm-hmm. uh, saber cats helicoptering up into the into the world. So you could you could just re- you could just record yourself. If you're marriage saying, proposing through Skyrim. Then you don't really need to get married, I don't think. Just saying. Um, okay. I think I think if your if your marriage proposal is a successful proposal through Skyrim, then you know you two are probably going to be together forever. Because yeah, I else, agree. Who, who <laughs> yeah. Else find? Well, yeah, you have already proven that you are able to withstand each hundreds other hundreds of hours of tedium. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you're why not if you and, and you're also oh, used to. Uh, you're also used to ropey physics and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all of that stuff, the absolute dearth of human warmth. Right, exactly. That so that's, well. that's oh, what marriage man. is all about. So Sounds like my wife, right, guys? I think if you, uh, yeah. I think if you, if you, instead of that dumb arrow in the knee thing, you just record yourself saying, oh, oh. I used to be an adventurer, but now would you marry me? And then no, as no, soon, man. Oh, as, soon as that happens, joke? saber cats twirl up into the air and a hundred cheese rolls go down a hill. How about this joke? How about this joke? If you're if you're proposing to someone who's willing to play Skyrim for hundreds of hours, you're you're I mean both of you are obviously already used to well, it's just getting too long. Yeah. yeah. Both of and you are work on it. Work let's on just it. go ahead. It, okay, it, Tim, something about you're... how if you're playing Skyrim, you're obviously not having sexual intercourse. Is what it okay? Means. Great. Um, with an anyway uh, just, on there. Just one more re-recording thing that would be pretty funny. Yeah. Is uh, instead of him saying Fusroda, where he and and it's the force attack that makes everything fly around. Yeah. It could be like marry me, and then someone <laughs> flies off into the sunset. That'd be pretty good. Or similar be... to that, it's Street Fighter Two, but every sound effect from every move is marry me. <laughs> so okay, that's enough. Can we do the next one? Me. This is really yeah, boring. I think we're good. I think we're good. We've covered this question. Good this job, funny, everybody. But funny but boring. Tiger, marry me. <laughs> Our friend Persona, we all know Persona. Hi, we Hi, John. <laughs> he asks, it's a parallel universe 2013, and Nintendo has gone bankrupt after the Wii and motion control games failed to take off. How are its IPs split up as companies poach its remains? Sony would buy Mario. Mm-hmm. Microsoft yeah. would try to, but Nintendo wouldn't sell to them. Microsoft would Microsoft even want any of it? Well, I guess they'd, they'd want... want Mario. Of course they no, would. They, they yeah, would want it. I, they, yeah. Like they they bought Rare after yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. They but were they just didn't... kind of chasing Nintendo's leavings. Yeah, they that didn't. Point. But that was old Microsoft, though. I don't know. Microsoft doesn't like video games that much now. They would I, I definitely they definitely try to buy Mario. Heck yeah! I, I think Zingo would buy Pokemon. Zingokimon? Yeah. Um, I would really like Firaxis to buy Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah, sure. Firaxis. Firaxal Emblem? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool times. Um, 
let's see. What? Let's Sony would buy Zelda. Sony would be all about Zelda. Let's think. Of, uh, Bethesda Wait. would buy Zelda. Oh, and then they would make the worst Zelda game ever. Uh, yeah. Um, I I, I want to think about like who who would 2K buy? Would they buy Wii Sports? <laughs> I don't know. That would be pretty funny. Wii Did, Sports Mar- 2K14. Mario Strikers 2K14. Um, yeah, they'd probably do that. Yeah. I mean, EA did make a bunch of games with uh, Mario in them in uh, 2004, I believe. Uh, and that would be NBA Jam V3, one of the uh, SSX games. Um, there was one more slipping my mind. But yeah. I think the, the I think the real answer is Gung Ho would try to buy all of it and maybe succeed and maybe make every Nintendo property yeah. free to play, and oh. then they would make millions and millions of dollars with it. Although Wargaming might fight for uh, Star Fox. Yeah, Wargaming would probably get some of that. They'd get Star Fox, maybe Pilot Wings. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think any franchises would do better uh, if Nintendo wasn't managing them? Are we talking Absolutely. about Are we talking about money wise or enjoyment wise? Actually, I think in both, both cases both. it's yeah. possible. But um, I mean, God, who would get Animal Crossing? That's a That's a tough one. Zanga. Yeah. I'm, well, Zynga's like the obvious, like that's the social game company. But is there? There's other social game companies. Like Gung Ho. Yeah, I, that's exactly where I went too. Gung Ho. Yeah. I think Gung Ho would would definitely <laughs> want to buy that. Um, I mean, I think I think Nintendo does a great job with with polishing this stuff, but they also they're not super into letting the user have the experience that they want, and that's where things are going. And that in in that element in that arena someone else could do better but I, I think that all of the properties would basically take a dive once Nintendo was not involved with them oh of course um, so Nintendo's really good at being like you know the, the a preservation society for its own IP in a way yeah I think Microsoft could probably get Donkey Kong Country yeah why not give it back to Rare Micro Sonky yeah. Kong Country I'm gonna stop Micro Sonky Kong uh, I, I'm, I'm real sure that Microsoft would would get Mario. It just seems like something they would do. Mm-hmm. But I would. But then they wouldn't. Or they would try to buy it, and then Sony would get it, and then we would have Super Mario eighty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the okay. next the next place. Yeah. Is... So the answer, by the way, uh, that was just handed in to me over here is that uh, Microsoft has actually expressed interest in. Buying Mario before when it, it, it's actually a thing. This is a secret. They have actually tried to buy Mario before. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, I don't think that would be very easy to do. No. Well, it wouldn't. No. But uh, think about how much money they have. Five, six dollars. Yeah. They've got like trillions of dollars. That's a yeah. lot. They, they could got... go to Nintendo and be like, "We'll give you ten billion dollars for Mario." <laughs> That's more than the space shuttle costs. <laughs> We'll give you we'll give you another Yamauchi's worth of money. I think the uh, the Oculus Rift will buy the uh, Virtual Boy. Uh, sure. IP. They'll buy they'll buy Tellero Boxer. And, oh, and yeah, that'll be they'll re rebrand and relaunch as as the Virtual Boy too. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's yeah. got much better legs to it than Oculus. I just I just want to see Naughty Dog make a a Mario game. That's all. Daddy Nog. Naughty Naughty Dario. <clears throat> and I want it to have Charles Martinet in it. Wahoo! Like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Did you guys see that YouTube video I posted of 
the E3 demo of Mario 64. No. Yes. Because it, it had these, like, placeholder sound effects. I guess they, like, either... I don't think they were, like, early Charles Martinet takes. I think they were placeholders. And, and his scream, his, like, I got burned by lava scream is actually really horrifying, and it's hilarious. Like, That's great. Rather than, like, wah he's like, ah! Um, I'll, uh, I'll check that out. Yeah, uh, it's really good. I'll I'm, find, I'm pretty sure it is Charles Martinet, though, because he was, he's been doing the voice of Mario since, like, 1992. Oh, but what I'm saying is that in this Great demo, I don't, in this demo, I don't think they recorded anything. I think they found sound clips somewhere. Like, like Bowser is actually a like a jaguar growling when he lands. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. funny. Um, I think a funny thing to do re-early Mario voices is uh, to go back and listen to the samples from the first couple of Mario Party games before. Uh, Charles Martinet nailed down what he wanted Wario to sound like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wario sounded hecka weird. Yeah. <laughs> All those uh, characters did Oh, that. Wario, I'm gonna win. It's uh, pretty great. <laughs> yeah, he sounds goofy-ish. <laughs> um, let's go right the heck on to another topic. Yeah, let's get to the next question. On what occasions have you spent $50 or more on a single video game? Wow. Lots of them. Well, well I just bought Shin Megami Tensei 4, so that's the most recent. Um, yeah, with taxes, that's a good. Uh, specifically, 55, what do specifically what do these incidents have in common? Uh, oh, it's what a do game. They you to do? It's a game. I'm pretty sh- already pretty sure I'm going to like. So yeah. you know, I'd say the last one before this was XCOM, uh, Enemy Unknown. And Which Brandon bought just before it went on PlayStation Plus. I bought just before it went on PlayStation Plus for free, and I was a little sad cry times so read that. So, is but. it fair to say these are all sequels? No. No. Um, let's see. Near was not $50. Okay. Right. Uh, How much was Near when you got? It was like 40 They released it for 40 I bought Nier for $12. I mean, I, you know... Like you win. And, I mean, and, I, I, and then I bought two more copies of Nier for $12, which I gave to friends. So that's Not many $36. original games yes. of the style that I enjoy are made for $50 anymore. Like, if, if Atlas put out a new interesting property, Atlas-developed game that was $50 and looked interesting, I would buy it. Um, but that doesn't seem to happen very often. I mean, The Last of Us, I guess I could buy that, but I, I'm, I'd rather borrow it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sonic 2 was $50 when I bought it in 1992. I'm trying to think of things that weren't sequels that I spent oh, 50 yeah. or more dollars Man, on. so games that I have purchased for more than... I bought Chrono Trigger. That wasn't a sequel. Yeah, but, but it's it had a reputation. Of, yeah, you knew it was the baby of Final Fantasy VI and Dragon Quest V. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I, was there, one thing. I think I paid full price for NBA Jam, but it was an arcade port, so maybe that doesn't count either. There, there are a lot of uh, PC Engine games that I've spent more than fifty dollars on. Many of which are not sequels or anything like that, but they are. They were expensive because they were kind of known yeah. quantities. Like they were expensive because they were worth money because of rarity. So that, that maybe doesn't count either. But, you know, I, I bought Magical Chase for 
$50 in Japan. Uh, and that was an original game. But I guess I already owned the American version. So. Yeah, I don't know if we're counting things that we're purchasing to have as opposed to, like, this is the way I can play this. Yeah, this isn't for... This isn't a podcast for nerds. It's a podcast for <laughs> people who play video games. Okay. I mean, like, uh, I guess, are you, is Shadow of the Colossus a sequel? About that when it came out? That's no, that's his reputation again, though. Yeah, yeah that's uh, from the makers of Ico. I mean, obviously, Ico. something's got to have Ico, a reputation. By the way, so Ico. are we trying to? It's, Pretty it's, sure it's Ico. It's Ico. All right. Trust um, me. Batman: Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's price. Batman, and that's yeah. Uh, no, but Batman I mean, games have always been bad. Yeah. yeah. But would anyone Not have had ones. that much interest in that game if Batman wasn't in it? No. Exactly. No. Did you look at the internet before you bought it? Did you see videos of it, Frank? Did you um, play a demo? I played, I played a, a demo. demo. Yeah, I played a demo. So there you go. So, so far, it's games you've either tried or they have such a reputation that you've tried them. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably true across the board because, you know, Shin Megami Tensei 4, I did not look at anything about it, but I know that I like... It's pedigree and reputation. Yeah, uh, I, I like it. things that those guys make and... You know, that's that what about, kind of it. I think I I paid retail price for for Speed Cops, um, right. and it was just the but that was based on people the right people talking online about it, and it wasn't um, it wasn't really like a you know this game is absolutely worth this yeah. much money decision. It was like I have enough time this week to play a AAA game. And people I, are talking about this one, and I have enough money, so I guess I'll go buy this uh, one. I paid a full retail day one price for uh, Psychonauts, having never played. Oh, I did that. Having never played a Tim Schafer game before, though. Yeah, I, I played all those games. I didn't know before. anything about his reputation. Hmm. I just had uh, read a little about this game, played the demo, and was really excited by it. Uh, I so that. I don't think that counts as a sequel or from the makers of. Yeah. Um, I think. Phantom Dust, but that Phantom Dust is again. I was aware of the pedigree, but that was right. one of the games that I bought full price. Right when it, oh hey actually, no nope never mind. Uh, right. uh, wait, Shining Force Three. When I bought Shining Force Three, I had not, per I had not played any Shining Force games. I didn't really know anything about them. I just knew I liked the Saturn at this point. Yeah, and that's that, and and that yeah. the Pants Dragon Saga. And Shining Force Three were t two of the last big games coming out, and so I, I, I pre-ordered them. But so I, th I feel like that one almost counts, but that's that's like console affinity, so maybe it doesn't even. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I th I, th I think that this is it does appear to be almost across the board a rule. That yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. And then on the on the DS because I paid import prices. Oh, okay. Man, I hated that game but so much. I, I, think, I think uh, with a few exceptions, we've established kind of a rule. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, our final topic... Is it, though? Is it interesting that <laughs> <to laughs> the only is... games we pay full price for are the ones we that are a known quantity? Yeah, uh, to, it's not really that interesting. interesting. To me, all. it's interesting. <laughs> and I'm sure to some of our listeners, because some no. of our listeners seem to like the same things I like. Uh, no. Our... Final topic before the lightning round is what is the Happy Madison Studios of video games? Happy um, Madison Studios being Adam Sandler's. Yes, yeah. that would be Probably. the Rocks stuff, yes. right? 
Yes, uh, built upon the early successes of the dumb comedies uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, uh, mainly used to employ Adam Sandler's friends. Yeah, I mean, if if High Voltage were the studio that had done Laser Suit Larry forever instead of just some of the recent ones, they would be a good answer. Um, but it's not true, so there. Okay. Um, rare? Whoa. <laughs> rare definitely had some early successes that when you go back and look at them aren't that good except for one that was really good, one or two. And then they uh, they totally fell off the rails and as one of the only UK companies that's still operating, they probably hire their friends a lot. Wow. That, that Whoa, is, yeah. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head, Brandon. Whoop. I, I, we're, your we're, friends. Yeah, we're 40 seconds in, and that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, poor Rare. Yeah, uh, so, sorry, Rare. You're Adam Sandler. Yep. Man, and you know what? Uh, back in the day, I sure thought Happy Gilmore was funny enough. Me too. Right? Me too. Yeah. Yeah, right? But, all you know, then... Uh, they, you know, I thought that yeah. reading the manual of Donkey Kong Country, where Cranky Kong berates you for reading a video game manual uh, in his bizarre British approximation of American slang, uh, was really, really discomforting and jarring. Uh, in kind of the way it's discomforting and jarring to think about uh, how every Adam Sandler movie character has uh, issues where he. he physically abuses people and himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's treated as a really nonchalant joke. Um, but I still thought that the manual of Donkey Kong Country was pretty funny. It's like there's a character on every page and he's talking to me and he's making fun of me, but that's still pretty cool. And then by the time Conker's Bad Fur Day came out, uh, I was... If, you know, if you had a photo of the look that was on my face when I played oh, yeah. that game... Uh, it would be illegal to show that photo to a person because of how upset I was. I just, I hated that game so much. Me too. Uh, to, I, what? Uh, to continue this analogy, um, I would kind of uh, compare Donkey Kong to Norm MacDonald uh, because if not for uh, Billy Madison, I would have no idea who Norm MacDonald was and he's one of my favorite comedians. And if not for Rare... I would have no idea who Donkey Kong was, and I never would have played, say, Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy. Which is, I'm sure uh, you would have eventually figured out that Donkey, Donkey Kong was a famous property. Uh, no, but Nintendo it, might, Rare if, was my introduction to Donkey Kong. If it hadn't been for Donkey Kong Country, uh, yeah. what would have happened to Donkey Kong? Would Nintendo have made another Donkey Kong yeah, game? Yeah, probably not. It was probably Rare came to them and was like, please, can you let us make... A Donkey Kong game for the Super Nintendo. We like and monkeys. We think we they're like real it so much. We've got a really good idea for a story about bananas. <laughs> Man, I was <laughs> going to say bananas. God darn it. Bananas. We've got an excellent <laughs> idea. We've got a brilliant idea for a story about bananas. <laughs> the story's like this, mate. He gets his bananas stolen, and he's got to find them. I, li I like how this is devolving into, like, drunk Keith Richards, kind of. That's time. exactly what happened. That's how Donkey Kong Country got made. And Nintendo was like, okay. 
<laughs> it's all about filial piety, in it. <laughs> it'll have them new. It'll have them new computer graphics in it. <laughs> Wait, it's in it. I N I T or yes? yes. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's just that's, the word I N space I T. That's that, that's an in it double entendre. Is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, we can't build off that. Nah, that's lightning round. Yeah, lightning round. Uh, we're gonna play. <laughs> we're going to play uh, another one of my favorite games, playing favorites, uh, where I name a person and you tell them, uh, tell me uh, what their favorite video game might be. Uh, this week we're doing famous authors. I'm ready. Uh, we begin with Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. I was hoping Charles Dickens would be the first one. Final it's Fantasy VI. <laughs> Oh, why is that? Because it's uh, it's just a big labyrinthine story full of stuff, oh, yeah. and I'm sure that that's what I know that that's what Charles Dickens liked. Charles Dickens was basically the Quentin Tarantino of uh, of Victorian England, in that he pulled together all sorts of culture and he absorbed a lot of culture, literature, and things, and uh, that he appreciated stuff that was like his own stuff, and he would have appreciated Final Fantasy VI a lot. Because it is very much a Charles Dickens video game. Uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh my god. Oh god. I want to say something cool, but I'm pretty sure he would just like Skyrim. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh well. I'm pretty sure he would like Skyrim. Yeah. Well, you know, he'd probably like The Last of Us as well. I mean, he likes adventures, right? Uh, Table Stopus, yeah. Yeah, he he might like uh, He likes adventures, but have you read the Tarzan books? Yeah, they're not super... They're a little bit kind of hacky. No offense. Yeah. yeah uh, but there's also John Carter. You so, know, so I want like I like John Carter so much, but like the the books and the movie. I like the movie so much that I own it. You I know, thought he, it was closer to my hand. I would have held it in front of the camera. But he might not. he might like uh, uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mass yeah. Effect is the right kind of thing because I was I was gonna say that. Uh, John Carter is I like it a lot but it's still kind of bland in a yeah. way where, that's a good answer yeah so it uh, probably would be I'd probably play Mass Effect if somebody forced me to uh, yeah. Virginia Woolf Virginia Woolf well Virginia Woolf was really cool yeah yes so she mm. wouldn't play video games yeah that's what I'm driving at yeah. <laughs> oh okay not, not he'd even probably fun. be one of those people who uh who, who who hangs out with Keita Takahashi? You know what? I I think oh, she cool. might. I think she might uh, play Dear Esther just to see it, and then mm. and then she comment on it. Not like it. Yeah. yeah no, I, I meant to just to see it and to comment it on it and be like, hmm. The Steve end. Larson. Who? Steve Larson, who wrote the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. Oh. Oh. Um. Hitman. Yeah, something stupid. <laughs> something stupid. No, I mean, those, those books are actually apparently pretty good. I haven't right. read them. But, um... Well, yeah, he's, he's dead, so... Yeah. Oh, then I'm never going to read them. Yeah, he's dead, and he... D- well, th- that actually is a pretty good reason to not read them, because he wrote three of the seven books and then died. Mm. So, um, you, it, it, it kind of ramps up to an, uh, a spectacularly uh, cliffhanger ending. I would say him. that he would probably play. I don't know. I liked that girl with the dragon tattoo movie, but only the one with Daniel Craig in it. D. Craig. Craniel Dag. Yeah, Craniel Dag was real cool. 
So is this a pass? Well, I, I said uh, I said Hitman. All right, Hitman. Yeah. Harper Lee. Harper Lee. There's uh, she would like Angry Birds. Yeah. You kill <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's F pretty Scott, good. F, yep. F Scott Fitzgerald. Oh man. Oh. F Scott Fitzgerald. Um, he would like the Tycoon games. Yeah, I was oh, gonna say yeah. something financial. Yeah. I, like, I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I've read all of his books, and I would say he'd probably. Uh, no, I've, I've probably I've be read... a big fan of of the more nuts and boltsy eight bit games. I think. I've, I've read most of his books too, and I feel like he would be interested in kind of environmental things that take you to a different kind of a place. Uh, like, like I feel like he would like hangout games personally. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He'd probably like, like the Legend of the Mystical Ninja games. Yeah, he might like them Goey Mans. They're true. atmospheric. They're hangouty. They're yeah. dense. Oh, yeah, I've only read Gatsby, and my, my takeaway was that he would be interested in the societal stuff. Like he might be a Will Wright fan. Yeah, you know, I think I think that he's got his, I think he's got his opinions about society pretty uh-huh. firmed up, and doesn't care too much. Yeah, for I don't the, think he's okay. flexible on them. Opinions of those, that but sense, I think yeah. that, that I see him as a really technical writer. Uh, and so he probably God hand. I guess God hand. God hand. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald into God hand. Mary yeah. Shelley. F. Scott Fitz Godhand. Mary Shelley. She'd probably like Silent Hill too. Oh yeah. Oh uh, no, um, she wouldn't. I think have she you, would. Have you ever Everyone read? Everyone likes it. Of course, I've read Frankenstein. I'm not a jerk. Yeah. I mean, Silent Hill too is 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 and it's like a perverted love story kind of thing, which is basically what Frankenstein sort of is. So I I feel like, um, and I don't mean perverted sexually. I mean like. Changed, warped. warped. So, but uh, you know, you make make a case otherwise. That's fine. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I th- I consider her more of a uh, a romantic writer who just so happens to write a monster story. Well, that's that's what I kind of want to say that Silent Hill aspired to be, but it wasn't exactly there. Yeah, Silent Hill came across to me as a guy who had, you know grown up with the experience of having read Frankenstein and Dracula before mm-hmm. I played that game as just kind of a kind of a schlocky thing. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton? I always thought it was Crichton. Oh. <laughs> it definitely have you, have you met us, Jeffy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm um, making me doubt myself. I still think it's called Ico. <laughs> Michael uh, Michael Crichton. What would he like? He he would like the uh, he would like the the Da Vinci Code video game. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, he would love that. Yeah, actually, you know what? He would probably enjoy lolling at it. But you know, he might actually like Phoenix Wright. Oh, why is that? Um, just because he likes those. He likes people getting into and figuring out how to get out of complex scenarios. Um, but uh, there's probably a better answer out there. Than well, he that. might he might like escape the room style. Game. I'm gonna go ahead and say that seeing as Michael Crichton's books have been turned into so many films uh, mm-hmm. and popular films, uh, and films that people like uh, that people talk about. Uh, he directed his own film, The The Great Train Robbery, in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed a film based on his own book. He also wrote The Thirteenth Warrior. I think the only answer is. Michael Crichton would be a big Legend of Zelda fanboy. Hmm. 
Could that's be. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's uh, my answer. John Steinbeck. Oh, Steinbeck. The old he would uh, play Mappy because it's yeah. about a mouse. Oh yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Wait, I gotta uh, backtrack. Crichton, Crichton, developed, Crichton directed the Great Train Robbery. Yeah, he sure did. I had no idea. I like that movie. I um, love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I had to uh, look it up. Sorry for the delay. I had to look it up to make sure I was thinking of the same movie. It's um, crazy. Uh, Vladimir the, the one with Sean Connery in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the 1903 one, right? Yeah, not not that one. He was he was <laughs> very not alive at that time. This yeah. is technically a lightning round, guys. Vladimir Novokov. Not Wait, the... we, we didn't do uh, Steinbeck all the way. Yeah, yeah. We did that game that had grapes in it. Is there a game with grapes in it? Are there grapes in Miss Pac-Man? Probably grapes in Wonder Boy. Yeah, so just something with grapes in it, and also yeah. with something angry. How about uh, California Raisins? You know, so I think I actually think as a California serious Raisins, answer, I think oh. you really would have liked uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, just the world of that. If I if I could give another joke answer, uh, Luigi's Mansion because his vacuum could sweep up the dust bowl. Mm. There you go. He likes mm. vacuums. Yeah. So N- Nabokov. Yeah. Nabokov would like uh, probably the Sonic the Hedgehog games. Why? Because they're uh, lots of colors. I mean, the, the okay, the the real answer here is that he would probably like Res because. Uh, he was a sinisfeet, yeah. Yeah, he was always into talking about how he thought in terms of colors and the plots and stories mm-hmm. of his novels and par- the flow from paragraph to paragraph was was a blur of colors and that in his mind he just saw the colors and typed. Uh, that's yeah. he, what he was describing was, without using the word, he was describing synesthesia, which ah. is what uh, Tetsuya Mizuguchi, without understanding the word, was thinking when he made Rez. Yeah. So he might also um, like dyad. Yeah. Dyad is the real answer. Yes. I, I also have an answer that sounds like a joke answer, but isn't really. Um, I think that he would enjoy playing a game that was mostly there, but broken. Like when I played uh, that new alone, it, new at the time, alone in the dark bit, uh, that, that game where uh, the guy showing it to me got to a cutscene that wasn't finished yet. And people started speaking to each other in pantomime because the voices hadn't been recorded yet. And then the main character pulls up an invisible gun to his ha- head because it had not been rendered yet. Pulls the invisible trigger and falls through the world. I think Nabokov would have gotten some gold <laughs> out of that. Okay. So he would have he been a video game journalist. Just right. yeah. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Man, no what games like are good enough. Juice. Nobi Nobi Boy. Yeah, about, Nobi um, Nobi Boy. That's how about good Rappa one. the Rappa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got rhymes. Yeah, he would have liked that. Uh, both good answers. Uh, finally, Danielle Steele. Oh. Airport uh, novelist, Danielle Steele. Yes. We don't no have any good romance type. video games, but maybe she doesn't. I would care. say uh, uh, Mountain Blade, because there's a lot of steel in the game. Uh, <laughs> or Thief. Because you're stealing. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's stand, let's end there. And Man, I, I can picture like every book cover being you know basically the same with her name on it. I can't yeah. recall any titles. Like, yeah, I I went through a list of books written by Daniel Steele. I did not know a single one. Her, of them. her name is lot. usually her name is usually bigger than the title yeah. on the book. Is why I, I always thought and I see book. her name and I'm like, oh, I can filter that out and yeah, on. yeah. 
Uh, this has been the Insert Credit Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Twitter. Jaffe. Brandon's at Necrosofty. Frank's at Frank Zafaldi. Tim's at 108. Thank you to our sound editor, Blaine Brown. Uh, we, you can send your questions in to podcast at insertcredit.com. There's one month till we do our best Super Nintendo show. Uh, so you can send in your votes for uh, the best Super Nintendo game, what you feel fits that bill, uh, to podcastinsertcredit.com as well. Hang out with us on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash icpodcast. Uh, I believe that covers all the bases, unless, Tim, you want to uh, say something about uh, 10 by 8 one more time? Well, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to read this comment from Kotaku about my game. Ready? Okay, Geek Babble on Kotaku says, Okay, that was a nice little infomercial spoof and all, but that game don't look that good. I think the best way to sell a game is to make a good game. So someone replies, So I'm just going to guess you don't like puzzle games, and that doesn't mean it isn't a good game. To which Geek Babble replies with this very interesting comment, Nah, can't say I'm a big fan of them, so I guess I do have a bias. But if you do like puzzle games, then you also have a bias, meaning it's not necessarily a good game either. For me, the game looks bad, but maybe for other people it doesn't. But I'm not other people, so I judge it from my perspective. There you go. Wow. That wow. was the comment. It's pretty good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Alex Jaffe. Uh, I'm Brandon I'm, Sheffield. I'm Tim Rogers. And I'm Frank Spaldi. And now you're playing with podcasts. Podcast over, yeah!